we have like we feeling bad about ourselves, which then doesn't really make us be very mindful and make good choices, right? It kind of is this like vicious cycle of being in like a negative pattern. Welcome to Mindful Conversations with Kay. I'm Christy. And I'm Kelly. We are both moms, educators, kidding around yoga teachers, and trainers, and now podcasters. In this podcast, we will talk about using research-based tools and strategies to help increase mindfulness, self-awareness, connection, self-regulation, and peace in your home or classroom. Join us weekly for some fun and insightful conversations where we will take a deep dive into all things kids yoga and mindfulness. The Mindful Conversations with Kay team had so much fun interviewing Mark Brown, critically acclaimed author of the Zen Pig series. We wanted to keep the party going with a book giveaway. This is your chance to win four, yes, four Zen Pig books, each one teaching children mindfulness, gratitude, and compassion through simple rhymes and charming artwork. All you have to do to enter this contest is to review the podcast on your favorite platform, take a screenshot, and email it to me, Christy, at KiddingAroundYoga.com. That's K-R-I-S-T-I at KiddingAroundYoga.com. Send that to me and you will be entered into this contest and we will announce winners at the beginning of November. Good luck. Welcome back, everybody, to Mindful Conversations with Kay. Hi, Christy. Hello, Kelly. How are you today? I'm doing great. Excellent. What are we talking about today? We are talking about compassion and self-compassion and having compassion and empathy for others and you know, that, how that really ties into, to mindfulness. And, you know, if we go back and think about mindfulness and that definition that we always give about, you know, being in the present moment and being aware of our sensations and our feelings and without judgment and Mm -hmm. and that non-judgment is really key because I think as soon as you start judging uh, emotions and feelings and so, so often don't we, we label our feelings as good and bad feelings. Oh, hundred percent. And, and that's boy, that non-judgment piece. That is, that is tough because, you know, as we're, as we're doing a mindfulness practice and we're doing these things, we find our mind wandering or I find ourselves not being, and then we're just like, well, geez, I'm not very good at this. (laughs) I'm I'm not very good at meditating. I'm not very good at mindfulness practice. You know, we start putting those, you know, we start judging ourselves for, for maybe uh, not doing what we think we should be doing. Yeah. And even if we're being mindfully aware of that, like we're feeling tired today and that becomes a negative, like, why am I always so tired? I have no energy. And it becomes this negative self talk that we have judging, you know, just, and it's just, it just is what it is. We we are having a tired day or you're having a sad day or whatever it might be. It doesn't have to be positive or negative. And I think that when we start judging and labeling things as good and bad we that's where this whole shame piece comes in and I think when we think about shame it kind of just can perpetuate this constant like 
negative self-talk and that negative stress, that stress response that our body can have. We, we have like, we feeling bad about ourselves, which then doesn't really make us be very mindful and make good choices. Right. It kind of is this like vicious cycle of being in like a negative pattern. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I know, I know a lot of people know Brene Brown talks a lot about shame. Um, she's got some, some great Ted talks. If you want to uh, go listen to her, but she, she says, if you put shame in a Petri dish, it needs three ingredients to grow exponentially secrecy, silence, and judgment. If you put the same amount of shame in the Petri dish and you douse it with empathy, it can't survive. Mm. And I just think that is so key because if we really think about mindfulness and those three things that she's talking about, secrecy, silence, and judgment, I know to me, that just seems like the core of being mindful. Like if we're being mindful of our present moment and how we're feeling, how, you know, our emotions, our thoughts, we're not keeping it a secret, right? We're not pushing it down. We're not trying to change it. We're just we're acknowledging it. it. Yeah. yeah. Right. Another great quote, name it to tame it, Dr. Dan Siegel, just acknowledging the emotions or acknowledging the sensations we're having helps us to work through it right, right there, just by naming it. And, and, and then and, and, that, that yeah. non-judgment piece is right there. And, and it's, oh my gosh, so important for us to be modeling this for our kids. We wouldn't want our kids to, to be upset about like, oh, geez, I'm, I'm tired. Or, oh, I'm, I'm, I feel sad. And, and we wouldn't want them feeling bad about themselves for these emotions. We want to support this. So, so for us, I think the key is to model this compassion and this empathy and, and all of this uh, so that our kids can learn from that. Yeah, 100%, because we always say, right, they're learning more from what they're seeing us do than from what, what we're telling them. And so modeling this self-compassion for ourselves is, is really, really key to teaching it to them. Um, I was listening to uh, another podcast, and they were talking about compassion, and they were talking about, you know, different tools of self-compassion. And the one that they were speaking of was this heart hold, you know, where you place your, just mm. placing your hands on your heart, placing your hands to your chest and taking a few deep breaths naturally releases oxytocin, the, those feel good hormones in your brain, just by holding your heart. I mean, it's almost like giving yourself a hug. Right. Right. <laughs> um, and I, I actually did, did a, um, did a video for our YouTube channel for, for Kay, where we, the butterfly, we hug. butterfly hug, and this is the yes. same concept. So for the butterfly hug, you know, you're, you're taking your hands and making a butterfly and having the kids place them on their chest and then tapping the butterfly wings uh, on their chest, giving themselves a butterfly hug. And it's the same concept of that heart hold. And that, that alone, if you're having a bad day, just placing your hands on your heart, is, is a great first step in giving yourself some compassion. Yeah, for sure. And this, just a regular mindfulness practice, you know, can, can help just increase this self-compassion and, and empathy for others too, Yeah. right? You know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's, there's some ways, there's a lot of ways we can, we can practice this in our, in our classes with our kids. Um, I, I, one of the things I think that is, 
just so fun to do. The kids always love this and just a really, really great way to practice kind of empathy and, and compassion is to do partner poses in our yoga classes. Mm-hmm. So partner poses or group poses. So with the partner poses, when you're working with, with a partner and, and doing something like a, like a tree pose together or a, or a, a, a double downward dog or, or something like that, you know, it really requires that you um, show up for your partner. You kind of check in with them. You see how they're feeling. I always, I always say, you ask permission, like, okay, hey, can you, you know, can I work with you? Can, can we touch, you know, here sort of thing. So you really are checking in with the person to see how they're doing. And there's going to be certain poses that might feel good to you, but may not feel good to your partner. So, so asking them to check in with each other to, you know, see how the other person is feeling and how the other person is doing. What a great way to practice compassion and empathy. Yes, totally. I mean, like you said, certain poses are going to feel good for some and not others. Like just thinking off the top of my head, you know, uh, doing like that seesaw where you're, they're putting their feet in a wide, wide leg and putting their feet together and then holding a scarf and stretching each other. And some kids are more flexible than others. And so then being able to check in with their partner, am I pulling like far enough or is it too far? And really teaching them that, you know, that exchange of that check-in with, with each other is, is a great way to teach them empathy. The other one I think of is, uh, is called, it's called lizard on a rock, right? Mm. So, so you've got the one kiddo in child's pose, uh, and then you have another child that's going to lay on their back, sort of draped over the, the, the rock or the kid in child's pose. And so they're kind of laying there like a, like a lizard basking in the sun. And, and the, the person on the bottom, I mean, I personally think that position feels really, really good. I like being the rock, you know, because it just, yeah. as the person lays on top, it just, I feel like, I don't know, for some reason that compression to me feels good, mm-hmm. but I think for others that could be more of a, almost mm-hmm. yeah, too much, almost like a suffocating sort of a feeling. So mm-hmm. being able to dialogue with your partner, being able to see, you know, to say, is this okay? How do you feel? You know, this sort of thing. What a great mm-hmm. way to practice that empathy. Yeah, definitely. I love that. I love using partner poses and, and, and also too talking about like, if you do a group tree pose, like we, we make a forest, right. And we're, we're holding uh, each person is, is pressed against the other person's hands in a circle talking about how strong we can feel as a group and how much steadier we can be, uh, you know, having a partner to hold on to in tree pose as opposed to doing tree pose on our own. And I think that's another great way to, to think about empathy and about being there for other people and having them be there for you is, is a nice way to show that like together we can, we can be stronger. Absolutely. When you have that support of, of people around you, yeah, you're, you're, you're just that much, that much stronger when you have those people surrounding you and, and supporting you. Absolutely. We do, um, in my teen class, I've done, um, I've done group uh, human mandalas, right? So I'll show them a picture and I, I bring in examples, you know, of, of, you know, a group of people and they, they lay themselves out in a particular way to, to look like a human mandala, right? And so um, that's one of the things we do in our, in our teen classes is I'll give them the picture and I'll say, okay, let's look at this picture and then kind of discuss together 
you know, what it is that you see, how are their arms positioned, which arm is on tie, is it right or left on tie, you know, this sort of thing. And so then they can, they can begin to work together. So, so giving them that opportunity to work together as a group, you know, that teamwork and, and, and that's another great way to, to, to practice that, uh, you know, working together teamwork in that empathy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think, and because I think when we do things like that, we're, we're having to, you know, maybe one person is having to be become like the leader and, and directing people and, and helping other people to understand where to position their body, you know, parts would put legs and arms in certain positions. And so they're having to have this back and forth. Um, and that's, that's really a, a great way to build that, you know, empathy for each other and, and different you know, roles. Absolutely. I re, I, I always use, I mean, using pom-poms, you know, I use them almost in every class in some form or another. And uh, stock in pom-poms. <laughs> I purchased totally. more pom-poms over my, my career as a kid's <laughs> yoga teacher. <laughs> yes. And uh, so a lot of times we'll do make pom-pom creations. And this just happened recently, a, a couple of weeks ago in my uh, preschool, one of my preschool classes, we were making our pom-pom creations and they were, they were free to make whatever they wanted. They each had their pile of pom-poms, which were randomly just given out. And uh, they were, they were creating and somebody was trying to create, I, I'm not even sure if it was a rainbow or whatever, whatever the child was trying to create. And they ran out of a certain color that they really needed. And it was so beautiful because these are, these are three and a half year olds. And the other kids in the group were so quick to say, oh, I have some extra purple, here you go. And they they were all, oh, I have another purple. And they were all sharing. And, and the child who was looking for the purple had a couple extra yellow. Does anyone need yellow then if you're gonna give me purple? Like, and it was so beautiful to see like a simple activity, but it was really nice for them to, to you know, we always are telling our kids to share. And, but this is just happened in such like a nice natural way where the child, you know, was trying to create something specific and, you know, needed that color and the other kids were so willing to share. So I think exchanges like that, you know, is, are really great ways, you know, and, and I, I praise them for it. Like, wow, you guys are like working together so nicely so that everybody's getting to create what, what they want. And it was yeah. really, really great. Yeah. Similarly, um, I've done, you know, and I think I spoke about this in our nature episode where we, we do nature mandalas. And so, so we come in and, and, and each kiddo kind of takes, takes their turn adding a particular thing to this creation. And so then you work together to build this, you know, every, you know, I, I take my turn and I put my things up there and then the next person comes up and they put their thing. And, and, and that sometimes can be difficult because, you know, a child might have in their mind, like, oh, well, that should go here. Well, if it was mine, I would have put it here, you know, this sort of thing. But, but just explaining to them, like, we're all going to take our turn. We're all going to add our stuff and, and we're going to just celebrate how beautiful this creation is when we get done, you know? And, and, and so that's, uh, that's another good way to, to, to work with, with the kids with compassion. Yes, definitely. Definitely. There's also so many books out there oh boy, that we yeah. can bring into our classes mm -hmm. that have, you know, talk about empathy and compassion with, between the characters, maybe not using those words, but 
it's a through line to the story. One example that I can think of is a book called Crab and Whale. And it's a really great story. And it incorporates a lot of mindfulness practices. But Crab is walking home at the end of the night and comes across a whale who's been beached and he the whale can't get back into the ocean. And the, the crab first tries to push the whale back into the ocean, but of course is not strong enough. So he decides he's going to stay there with whale and help him through this hard time. And he teaches him how to take deep breaths and sort of relax and wait for the ocean to come back in and, and, and they become friends and, uh, at, you know, and then the tide comes back in and then they end up swimming together. And it's, it's a really, really cute book, but shows that, you know, that compassion and that empathy that, you know, the crab could have just walked along, was planning to go home and to sleep for the night. And instead, you know, spent that time being supportive and, and, and then making a new friend. Mm-hmm. I, and I love too. And of course you, you turned me on to that book and I love it. And I, I own it now uh, immediately <laughs> went and ordered it on Amazon when you were talking about it. <laughs> and uh, I have shared that now in, in several classes that I've taught, but, uh, but I also love too, in that book, you know, it talks about how crab, um, you know, crab has lots of legs and could run very fast, but the crab takes his time because he likes to look around. He likes to like listen to the sound, of, like the little sound of his legs on the, on the thing, like yep. clicking. And then when the, when the water's coming in and the whale starts to get, uh, anxious about it and the crab just said, just notice, just, just feel the, yes. feel the water, feel what it feels like, you know, as, as it comes in. And so the whale slows down and notices. And so, yeah, just a, very, very great book. Yeah. Sweet book. Yeah. Yeah. Aside from the compassion piece, there's, like I said, there's so many mindfulness yeah. practices in there that it's a really, really great book. A hundred percent. Yeah. And of course that's not the only, <laughs> the only book on compassion out there, but, but, oh, what a, what a great one that, that is. I would love to know uh, from our listeners um, <laughs> if they've got some suggestions for us on, on other books that, uh, that talk about compassion and, and, you know, what your favorites are. I would, we would love to hear, yes. hear what that is. Yeah. Share with us, hop in our Facebook group and and give us some some titles that uh, we can check out. I'm always looking to add books to my 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 collection. <clears throat> I really shouldn't ask for suggestions because I'm I sure we'll get lots, and <laughs> I will immediately uh, go on and order half a dozen. I'm sure. So, <laughs> <laughs> so true. Very nice. Well, this was a great 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 <laughs> conversation. Thank you everyone for joining us. We so appreciate this. And again, hop in our Facebook group if you want to continue the conversation. And we look forward to being back next week. Excellent. Thanks, everybody. Have a good day. Thank you for joining us for this conversation. If you enjoyed this episode, we invite you to subscribe and give us a written review to help us reach others and share all the benefits of kids yoga and mindfulness. If you want more information on all that Kidding Around Yoga has to offer, you can find us at kiddingaroundyoga.com and on Facebook and Instagram at Kidding Around Yoga. We will meet you back here next week for another fun conversation with Christy and Kelly.